Right side Chandler, he knives to the basket, lost the ball going in, but he bats it over to James who puts up a three and hits. <laughs> At the shot clock buzzer. What a play by Chandler. Drives with five seconds, four seconds. Gives to Fulkerson, down the lane and he slams it. Woo! Talk to me, Fulkerson. John Fulkerson with a monster two-hand Inbounds pass goes to Texas A&M. They'll run that final second off. And the Tennessee Volunteers are the SEC Tournament Champions. They've come to Tampa, and they've won three straight. And they knock off Texas A&M today to win the championship, 65-50. to 50. Rick Barnes and the Tennessee Volunteers all raise their shirts. They are the SEC Tournament Champions. Defense held AM to a season low 50 points, and the celebration now can begin on the court. Well, as you heard on the intro to the show this week, Tennessee SEC Tournament Champions, Negative Knees here in the Section YY8 Studios. This is a super show this week. Um, we've been trying to pull this together. We wanted to do it last week. Didn't work out. Big Montana carried carried Gavin's load for him because he couldn't be here. Whoa. No pause. Yeah. Uh, what did I just say? But we've got <laughs> Gavin, Big Montana, Day-Day Vol, and negative niece all in the house to look back on Tennessee's SEC championship and look ahead at the NCAA tournament coming up. So um, I'm going to start with Gavin. Gavin, Let's we started go. we started the show in September 2020, mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of rough times on this show talking about UT football and basketball, ha hasn't there? Uh, mainly football, but yeah. Carry on. Yes. I mean, we had base, UT baseball last year, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've made it through Pruitt. Mm -hmm. uh, we made it through – through what? All right. Yeah. All right. But, uh, it, I mean, we've been waiting to do a show like this since September 2020. Tennessee finally has a, a title, a championship that we can talk about. How, how are you feeling right now? Uh. It's amazing. Amazing feeling. Um, I, I believe the last time that we won the SEC tournament, gas was like 86 cents a gallon, um, which is just crazy. Um, the only other time I thought we even had a chance was in 2008 when we played that Mississippi State team. Um, but yeah, things didn't play out then, but it's great. We're uh, – we're heading to the tournament, playing our best basketball. So, very you know, exciting. That, that was in the same arena that we won in Tom on play. Saturday – or Sunday, sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you're right, Gavin. Gas was 86 cents a gallon. That's bad. Man, and this is with Jimmy Carter. Um, cost of dozen 
cost of a dozen eggs, 85 cents. So that's almost what they cost at Aldi right now. A gallon of milk, $1.62. First class, first class stamp, 15 cents. Ooh, crazy. So a lot's changed since 1979. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, what a win. We'll get to everybody else here in a second. What a win on Sunday. What a whole weekend, starting on Friday night. Tennessee beats Mississippi State. Then they come back on Sunday, and we sent Kentucky back to the mines. That's a right. For the back third the time in this show's history, back There's to the mines. Of, a lot of foreclosures up there because uh, <laughs> people can't afford to pay for their house. They're trying to go to the tournament now. Bunch of and, and then we sent the Aggies back to – Back to Texas A&M, back to the Colt, mm-hmm. and brought home the championship. So, Day-Day Vols on here, Big Montana. We'll, we'll go around the table here. We'll start with Day-Day Vol. What's your reaction to the Vols winning the SEC tournament championship? I season, loved it. You were a season ticket holder, by the way. Season ticket holder for eight years. Nine. I don't even know what it is now. When was Barnes first year? Uh, 20, I think 2015, 16, okay, so seven years. So, yeah, but that's here and over there. Um, and, and for big Montana, I was not a fan of that hire. I was on a cruise, got a text and I said, meh, but here we are. Okay. Got to let them build a program. I, I actually remember that because you did yeah. text me and was like, Barnes, and you yeah. question mark, and I was like, yeah, because I remember you being gone. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you perceive something that he's done other places, but now that I've seen it unfold, yeah, there's some downs. But, I mean, we've, we've had some high highs, whether, you know, it's been you win the regular season, share it. Now you've done something you haven't done in my lifetime. But for the school, 40-plus years, that's wild. Um, I still – think that tournament while it was cool to win was awesome gives them more confidence it doesn't make them a better team because they were already a good team playing good basketball it definitely didn't help them with seeding but it gave them a chip on their shoulder hopefully to propel it into the the big boy tournament which we haven't had a lot of success at either so while that was fun now the real deal comes in my opinion yeah, and I'll I'll talk about the um, NCAA tournament and the seating and all that here in a little bit. But you're right; that was uh, while it was meaningful to us, apparently to the selection committee, it was pointless. Um, I'm not real sure why. It, so I got a text from somebody on Friday. Um, I don't know if he's listening to the show, Chad Grubb, whose brother they were former season ticket holders when Pearl was here. And his brother, Justin, who listens to the show, so hopefully he's listening. Shout out, Justin. But um, he pretty much said that he's like, I'm pretty sure the brackets are drawn up on Friday. And from what I've read and heard this week, that's probably true. And we'll get to that in, in a moment. But to us, we haven't won that thing since 1979. Oh, I was I was on cloud nine. Bought oh, I was too. You know, didn't buy the hat. The hat was ugly. But the T-shirt. It was. Going at it making Jessica take my son to his birthday party. And I was like, I'll be there. And I had the key to open the gym to get in. It's like, I'll be there. Don't you worry. <laughs> you know, it was just like birthday parties at 3.30. 
<laughs> the game's ending at like what three oh five. Trying to watch a celebration on my phone while driving. Real safe. Don't Spe- do it, people. Speaking of buying clothes, I know one person that did. Big Montana probably went on right after it was over. Pre-ordered his champ locker room championship shirt. Um, how much did you spend, Big Montana? There in the uh, in the in the fanatics or alumni not, hall or not uh, not near as much as I did when the Braves uh, won the World Series this year. Um, hey, can I? But yeah, I, Braves. I, yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, I did buy um, the shirt that the team wore, and I also bought. Uh, the uh, black uh, retro Vols um, Vol Shop shirt as well. Um, I, actually, I, I bought the gray one first, and then I saw the black one, and I was like, I like the black one better, but it was already too late, so I bought the black one too. So, <laughs> 60 bucks. Well, not bad. I haven't bought anything yet. I haven't um, – I hadn't really looked. I looked today because I've been getting three emails a day from Alumni Hall <laughs> – yeah, they came uh, some new ones. <laughs> yeah, they had some new ones today. I'm gonna swing by tomorrow and see if they've got any in store and take a look at them. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'll spend as much as I did when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. Now, if Tennessee goes to the Final Four or wins a national title, you bet your bottom dollar I'm gonna spend more than when the Cubs went to the World Series and and eventually won it. Um, because I counted too. I I bought National League championship stuff after they won that, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, but. I, I I held off on the National League championship stuff. I was like, I can't wear this if we go and get beat in the World Series. So I was like, I I'll just wait and see what unfolds. Oh, um, I, 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 I would go back now and buy a National League um, shirt after they won the World Series. But I was like, it's just it's just going to hurt too bad if uh, if we actually went actually lose the World Series, which. I should have known better because you know it's the damn Braves, right? Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> October. It's like it's like the Vols in the SEC tournament. Yeah, we've been yeah. burned. So that okay, that leads me. In, I'm glad you said that. It leads me into my next point. You never asked me what I thought about the tournament. Oh well, go ahead. What What's your thoughts about the tournament? Listen, boys, I was fired up. I uh, Saturday after the Kentucky game, I was like, man, this is just set up to perfect. I was like, Auburn, Arkansas got put out. Um, I was like, you know, Texas A&M's hot, but, you know, they played, what, four – it was going to be their fourth game in four days. And I was like, the stars are aligning. Rick Barnes is finally going to do it. He's going to get that monkey off his back. And, man, when they come out 14-2, um, I was at uh, my brother-in-law's birthday dinner watching it, and I was like, they're gonna they're gonna do it and uh I, I kept sitting there i was like all right when's when's the eight minute scoring drought gonna be like you know when are they gonna shoot 80 percent you know in the second half and take this over but it you know it never happened and it was it was an awesome feeling to see um fulkerson you know go out like that after his uh ordeal last year yeah and i think um, we're recording this on Tuesday night. I think at 10 o'clock tonight on the SEC network, there's a thing that comes on. It's like inside the yeah. SEC tournament, and it's it got Barnes mocked up, and I'm sure some of the players maybe too. But uh, Barnes and Fulkerson there after the game on Sunday, 
they're, they're hugging each other and he's like, yeah, it made it all worthwhile coming back for this. And he's like, yeah, you bet. And he walks off. Um, but that's true. I mean, you think how his tournament ended last year where he got sucker punched by a Florida player. And I don't think at that point he was coming back and no. now he's back and he's walking off the court in a totally different fashion. Imagine, imagine how sick he would have been if he hadn't come back. And I mean, the Vols probably would have still had the the same season without him. I mean, arguably, you can argue that, but I mean, you know, he he was a presence um, in the tournament. But you know, I, I think that I mean, he could have been replaced. Um, but just imagine how how bad he felt, and I wonder how Pons feels by not coming back. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys you could go back two or three years ago that didn't you – know, Grant Williams, Schofield, Bowden, Turner, you know, they were so close and didn't didn't get it. And think about but those teams back in the Pearl era that were close there against Mississippi State that year. But, yeah, it's uh, – I'll tell you what, the, one, the, the funniest thing about the Pearl era is the jerseys and shorts they wore. Oh, God. <laughs> how baggy they were and like it, you just didn't notice it back then but like I, I they showed highlights i guess during the tournament of uh that mississippi state game and like they're they're all wearing like what looks like 5x jerseys and shorts out there how did like, they how dribble shoot, how did run. they dribble the ball between their legs yeah i mean even like a <laughs> dame, dame bradshaw's wearing like a pair of shorts that would fit me you know yeah I mean, is that was I mean, we were when we were playing back then, we were wearing shorts way below the knees that were baggy. Um, sometimes I think the shorts today are a little too short, but um, that's a whole other topic. Gavin probably likes them that short though. <laughs> John Ferguson's been through it all. He's he wore the short shorts. He was on the time <laughs> team. Yeah, yeah. Bur Bertle Camp, and then uh, now he's still here. Eating Isn't it crazy cows. that? Uh, Fulkerson has played so long. He was a teammate with Bertel Camp, and Bertel Camp got to call his game. <laughs> somebody, yeah. some, somebody tweeted that uh, in 1979, Rick Barnes was an assistant at Davidson, and John Fulkerson was a freshman. Yeah, San Sandoval, who's uh, me and Day Day Vol in, in Big Montana saw in Section YY8 to close out the uh the era of yy8 a few months ago but he posted a picture i don't know if it was him that that did the photoshop but it was the 1979 team and he photoshopped fulkerson standing there with him it was fantastic um that was a great photo so i was just i want to say something about the attorney though oh yeah say, it was complete dominance not just a little bit i don't care we got auburn out of the way yada 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 arkansas they were winning that tournament. They dominated. They yeah. only lost the lead for like 61 seconds, 60 – no, it was 69 seconds. Ha, ha. But nice. – Nice. I, I mean, that that's total domination is what that is. Mm -hmm. So, they were no, winning you, that thing. You go back and look at it. Play. You go back and look at it. Tennessee was the best team there all weekend. I mean, I know okay. they didn't play Auburn, but that's the tournament. You're not going to play everybody. But I wrote uh, some notes here. Um, so Kennedy Chandler was most outstanding player. They didn't call it valuable, MOP. Um, a key moment for me was in the championship game. Of course, they only they only trailed Kentucky when it was what four to two. Is that right? That's the only time. Yeah, that's the only time they yeah. trailed. 
Yeah, they didn't trail any against A&M or Mississippi State. And I never felt threatened in any of those games. The Kentucky game, I got a little nervous there at the end because we kind of were struggling to get the we ball over. Starting and, to feel the pressure a little bit, but they but, still looked like they were in control. Well, it's like in the championship game. Tennessee was up 37-28 with 15-46 to go. A&M was kind of hanging around. Um, so we're up nine, which is three three possessions, not – you know, not a nail biter by any means, but you know, they're within strike 10 points in basketball is nothing. But Vescovy's fouled in the corner on a three point shot. They go to a te television timeout. He comes back, hits three free throws, steals the inbounds pass. Then he comes back and drills a three on that same position. And within seconds, it's up to 15, just like that. And I thought the game was over at that point. I mean, not that it wasn't over. At with 15 minutes to go in Tennessee up nine, I don't think AM's coming back, but to me, that was a point where it was kind of like nail in the coffin. This thing's done with. Um, another key moment for me was that rebound. This is a Vescovy thing. That rebound he had against Kentucky there at the yeah. end of the game. I mean, that's a that's that a big. big man's rebound. I agree. But that goes back to Sheedway being fouled out. I don't yeah, know if he gets that, if that didn't happen, and I don't, I don't know about you all, but my thoughts with this team right now, with the way they're playing, the mix of veteran leadership and young talent, this team kind of reminds me of one of those Florida teams back in the mid to late two thousands. They just never let anything bother them. They make big shots. They might trail for a little bit, but they always are there in the end and just kind of choke teams down. I don't think they're as good as that Pretty team. Um, yeah, but they remind good. me a lot, the makeup of the team. You got a Vescovy, who could be like a Lee Humphrey. You got a good point guard. Oh, I think um, Vescovy's better than Lee. Definitely a better shooter. Um, I think more he's a better player. Yeah. He's more athletic. <clears throat> but, um, man, what were y'all so. thinking there at the end of the game? Like, we've not seen – we've seen a national championship – in our lifetimes, oh, Gavin, how old were you when Tennessee won the national title in football? Months old. Yeah, so you didn't really get to experience. So this was like your first experience oh, with wow. a, what a with baby. a championship. Mm -hmm. um, I was in <laughs> freshman in high school when Tennessee won the national title. I've seen us win a couple regular season titles in basketball, but I was sitting there s Sunday. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I didn't really like jump up and run around like Big Montana saw me do with the Cubs, but. I mean, if we win a national title, I, I probably will. But I was so excited because I've been a – I'm wearing this Tennessee basketball shirt I bought when I worked at Hound Dogs in the mid-2000s. <laughs> like, I've – I used to go – when I was a student at UT, I was at games. If they were playing Western Carolina, I was there. I mean, this has been a long time coming for a lot of people that have been around that program. But I just think this this program right now is in the best shape it's probably ever been. Um, and I think they're poised to keep this thing going for a while, hopefully. Um, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking this uh, this team's not done yet. Now they got they one more game. <laughs> <laughs> better not be. You got me there, man. What about? Um, I'm looking at the the uh, box score from the A and M game. Vescovi, 35 minutes. Josiah Jordan-James, 38 minutes. Kennedy Chandler, 36 minutes. 
Zakai Ziegler, who who didn't play very well on Sunday, no, but he did enough. His worst game probably of the year. 31 minutes. Which is wild. John Fulkerson, 29 minutes. I mean, those guys played a load of minutes. And I was watching the game with my dad Sunday. He looked at me with like 15, 16 minutes to go. And Viscovi, James, Chandler, Fulkerson, and Ziegler were out on the court. And he said, those guys ain't coming out. <laughs> and they bar- they didn't. And nope. um, I was that, I was so they glad that – that team down the stretch. They were getting uh, rewarded is what that was. Gavin, at that point, your legs are tired. Gas. Who cares? All yeah. gas, no brakes. Gavin, what about Kentucky on Saturday? <laughs> what about them? I mean, oh, I back it. to the minds part three. I love here it. on this on the podcast. I love how they were talking. They, I, I know one Kentucky fan, and he was getting all excited. Tournament time, you know, Tennessee's gonna go home and everything. He's getting all. Please excited. tell me who who is this? Back to the minds. Who is this? <laughs> do I know him? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, you do. He put the gut. He, he put the gutters on uh, Gavin's house. <laughs> my Rona. <laughs> or clean, clean the gut. He cleans his gutters out. I'm sorry. That's right. There you go. Yeah, there's this. Uh, I know Day Day's seen him before. Uh, the guy, the Kentucky fan on Twitter, oh Jay by God or whatever his name is. Yeah. Jay, my God, Rod, that dude, I mean, that dude's been something else. He uh, basically, like, uh, downplaying the the importance of the SEC tournament. That's what Kentucky fans live for is the SEC tournament. What's that guy talking about? I think he's an – his burner account is uh, UT – the other UT picks. Is that that guy? Uh, Now now it's uh, – it was sense. Vols picks, but now it's SEC picks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Play that card, buddy. That guy's a clown, too. So, Gavin, um, Kentucky fans that made the trip down to Tampa, mm-hmm. how did they get back? I mean, they had to go through Knoxville to come back, but. I mean, it's like we're not in an energy crisis and they're taking a vacation. What are we doing? Get well, back to what you got to do, man. Um, we need, we need fossil fuels. Get back into the earth. No, I mean, how can they leave the mines to go watch Tennessee beat them again for the tenth time in seventeen games? I while we're exactly. in an energy crisis, they got there on Dickie Bennett's drug bus. Mm. <laughs> Found it. Yep. That it's drug like bus a, goes, was, to, goes to Florida to get all those pills for them people. I was thinking about New Market Mauler. I know you guys followed him on Twitter, and he used to post some of the bet. He's no longer with us on Twitter. Um, I know he's still out there because I know somebody you, from. You want me to get him back on Twitter? No, I don't know him, but I know. Do you uh, want me to? Do you know him? <laughs> I think you do. Bring him back. Bring I think him you back, do man. because <laughs> I know Matt Daniels in Morristown knows him because he told me yep. when I was working up there. He knew who it was because his daughter. Yeah, he'll was never playing. come back to Twitter. Uh, do you blame him sad no (laughs) it's a cesspool um but yeah Yeah, but he he was fun part of it continue on this is true i mean games like that 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 was made for him oh yeah oh yeah no no doubt um so tennessee vols were two and three back in january 15th and we've talked about this a lot on this show. 
Tennessee was two and three on January 15th. They lost to Kentucky 107 to 79. Since that time, Tennessee, counting the tournament, 15 and one in conference play, uh, 15 and two overall if you count the Texas game. Um, at that point, and I know Big Montana was very outspoken then, as well as a lot of others, yes. um, that it was time for Rick Barnes to go after the season. I just think it's crazy. And two months ago, pretty much two months ago, we were at that point, and now here we are, champions of the conference, which I wasn't expecting us to win. I just thought we could because we got the talent, we got the makeup, um, and it and it happened. But just looking back at January 15th, it was probably the lowest part of the season, I, I would have to say. Yes. I jokingly I jokingly said fire Rick Barnes. Now I still got I still got some hatred in my heart. I don't have hatred. I still have some things <laughs> I want him to admit it. <laughs> I still have some things <laughs> that I want him to accomplish. And I really think he has a good chance of doing that this year. And to not give any of my picks away in my bracket. But I've got the balls going very deep. Interesting. And we'll get to that shortly. Um, so I think he can do it. But I, I'm not going to be surprised if they, uh, if, if, they, if they do mess up and lose. Just because that's been his M.O. Yeah, I mean, it – it's March. I mean, it can happen. Right. We, I wouldn't right. have been surprised if Kentucky beat us Saturday. I think we said it, you and I did last week, that right. I thought any of four of those top four seeds in the SEC could have won it. Yeah. Easily. Um, By God, yeah. I picked the balls to win the championship too, Nice. Me and you both did. I mean, it's it's on record. We did. Um, <laughs> but I just thought – I was thinking about that earlier today when I was making these notes that, you know, two and three – that Kentucky game. I mean, I was down after that game. I think I talked to to Davey about it too. I mean, it stunk. Like we looked awful that game. Not offensively per se, yeah. but just overall, yeah, we just play, stunk. You didn't play defense. That's the one game they didn't play defense. Well, I mean, I don't think it, I think it, it wouldn't have mattered. mattered. Yeah, <laughs> that historical no. shooting night. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like you have one game where they have the historical shooting night in the positive. And then I would say that was a really bad shooting night for Kentucky, but yeah. our defense made them look like they couldn't hit a shot. Yeah, there's a difference there. This is what, crazy that that what, what what really hurts Tennessee too is this is like that Arkansas game away. You know that was a very very winnable game even in the last five minutes of the game, but them shooting you know thirty nine percent from the field that game I was just like. Just that game and the Alabama game, man, if we just have those back, you know, we'd have two championships right now. I was going to say, the Alabama game is the one that sticks out to me the most. Not that they play bad, but you're missing a a very key piece. Well, two pieces, because you had Fulkerson playing coming off the Arizona game. Man, he was feeling it. And then he gets COVID, and yeah. you, look at the, you look at your next, you know, we struggle with Ole Miss. You lose to LSU. You beat a South Carolina team that wasn't any good. Then you get blown out by Kentucky. And then it's like, you know, they kind of found their groove a little bit. But you had Texas. Right. And the beautiful thing about the Texas game, to me, that everybody says Kentucky. The Texas game, 
is when it clicked, I think, because you had James miss a, a three. Yep. A lot of people question it, myself included on that one. I was like, I want a Viscovy. I saw the Viscovy there. But since that time, he has elevated his play to another level. And if you've looked, the whole team has came with him. So, yeah, I mean, I mean what, that game to me has stood out the most. What's he uh, averaging right now, like 12, 13 points a game? Easy. Yeah. I like mean, he's got a pretty, he's got a pretty cool shirt at uh, Vol Shop right now. Well, I was, I was listening yeah, – I was listening to the Vol Basketball Fever podcast, and uh, they had a stat up there. His last six games, Josiah Jordan-James, last six games, he's shooting 51% from three-point range. That is crazy. But the difference is he's still taking the same looks, but he doesn't take just those looks, if that makes sense. He'll drive to the basket now. He makes them respect. Hey, I can take you to ten feet and hit this easy one if you want me to. Yeah, well, get your confidence and get in the groove. The, the thing too is they're moving the ball around more, and he's just not taking an open shot. He's taking an open shot after three passes. And this you know, is true. There at the beginning of the season, I mean, he never saw a shot he didn't like. You know what I right. mean? Yep. So he he's when he's hitting these shots, he's hitting them after three other guys have touched the ball, which your momentum and, you know, just everything, you're oh, shooting yeah. stuff, you're, you're, you're waiting on it. Yeah, and that's what those guys were talking about on that podcast. You know, he's went from strictly just – there for there was a stretch. He was a shooting threes. And I know David yeah. was on here one episode when you all couldn't come on, and we were like, he's shooting eight, nine, ten threes a game. He needs to shoot like four, five, six, something like that. And that's what he's doing right, right now. He's also mixing in. He's shooting 10, 15 footers. It's a Steph Curry effect. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And he but worked. You talk about the Arkansas game, wanting that one back. Honestly, I want four, char- four charge calls back that put Vescovi, <laughs> Chandler, right. and James on the bench for 20 minutes because there's yeah. your offense right there. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's really weird looking back at the – looking back at our schedule – if we would have played Memphis, we'd have had another quad one win. Um, probably. Probably got a four seed out of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're not moving up in the bracket anyway. But uh, who would have guessed that one of our best post players would have went out and we would have just become a better team because not of better. That's exactly what happened. But credit to those guys. They, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, I think, has gotten better. Eurosh has gotten up. better. Um, Adu's gotten better. They've all gotten better. What about the the Hunley Hatfield dunk in the Kentucky oh, game? Oh man! What so, about Pat Adams calling it out of bounds instead? I was going yeah, to say, idiot. The referee <laughs> thought he didn't even see him dunk it. He thought it hit off of him after it came through the cylinder and went out of bounds. And he put his hand up and pointed the other way, and nobody on TV could figure out. Well, and one nope. dunk is what it nope. was. I, I rewatched that, and if you look back. Kentucky called timeout after that, and I think that he was referring to their timeout. Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it looked to me he put his hand up and then pointed <laughs> immediately, which means what he did was dead ball and then point the other way. I'm right. I'm confident. I'm not giving him any credit on that one. I'm, I'm pretty confident that he thought that ball was – because if you look at it, it hits off of him and goes out. After he dunks it, I just right. don't think he – 
for some reason. I don't think he saw him dunk it, but I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, he flushed that son of a gun. Yeah, he did. It was filthy. Well, <laughs> it's one of our better dunks of the year for sure. Uh, he 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 had a great tournament. I thought um, he didn't. Yeah. Have, he doesn't have to do a whole lot, but no, he, he did he what they needed to him to right now. Well, Tennessee is SEC tournament champs. First time since '79. Feels like '79, Gavin. That's right. Feels yes. like '79. Maybe we can get stop talking about '98 for a while. We can talk about 2022 like for a little bit. All right, NCAA tournament, Tennessee. First time we've ever got to say they got an automatic bid in 43 <laughs> years to the NCAA tournament. That's crazy. Um, even though we've been in it, I think this is our 24th appearance. Tennessee's 24th appearance in the Big Dance. Um, it's not the most ever, but it ranks pretty highly up there with uh, a lot of a lot of big programs. But the big talk of the um, tournament on Sunday was where some of these teams were seated, and a and a big conversation nationally was Tennessee and why they were a three seed after going twenty. What were we twenty six and seven? And we had wins over Arizona, two wins over Kentucky, a win over Arkansas. A uh, win over Auburn, um, win over North Carolina. Uh, we've had ten actually. Vandy winning on Thursday night, and I think on Friday moved them into the quad one sector. So that gave mm-hmm. us a quad one win. And Colorado won a game in the Pac twelve, and that moved them into a quad one. So Tennessee picked up two more quad one wins. So they had eleven quad one wins on the season. Finished eighth in the net ranking, fifth in the AP poll, and they're a three seed, which is number, what, 11 overall, which is crazy to me, Um, or maybe 10. I don't know. I didn't look at the overall seeding, but I just – let's listen to Lenardi. He had some interesting comments on Sunday on ESPN's bracket show after it was revealed, and Reese Davis, give him credit, he's he's a bammer. But Reese Davis really went after him. Listen to this. The first thing I'll say is I I, I get the frustration. I, I absolutely knew it was going to shake out this way. Why? Because Why? these Sunday games, year after year after year, don't matter well, in terms of selection game? and seeding. What about the Saturday game with Tennessee and Kentucky? They beat them two out of three. I, I understand that. But we're looking at a Tennessee team. They finished tied for second in the SEC. Okay. And I just believe that the committee was not going to put them ahead of a Big East champion in Villanova. They were not going to put them ahead of Duke, certainly, uh, even though you could argue resume from now until next season. Uh, I don't know. Everything on my board said they were a three, and I listened to you guys all day, and I kept thinking, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And they certainly weren't going to be a one. And look, I don't think we would move any of the teams off the one line for Tennessee. Okay. But, and then let me finish. Two, three, what are we really talking about here is the color jersey in the regionals. But maybe not when the 215-314 games match up. But all of that aside, Joe, I do want to know, and look, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> picking on you. It's close. I understand that. You said everything on your board. What was it on your board? That, that had them ahead of Tennessee? Well, I've been aggregating metrics long before there was such a thing and long before there was the net. Uh, you know, 
it's all classified, of course. But you know, when you when 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 you look at it, they came out about twenty percent in my overall aggregate rankings behind Auburn and Kentucky in terms of the season and their quality of their overall uh, play and. I just haven't seen a team move that much within, you know, kind of my indexing to, to, to jump two seed lines in a day or two. So here's, here's the answer to that. And I, I actually had this conversation with somebody. It may have been me and you, Big Montana, and, and Walker on Friday night. I am confident, I've thought this for a while, that somebody's feeding this guy info there is no way that he's guessing this 67 68 teams every year and he's got the seating down perfect even where they're going to play at somebody's feeding this guy info whether it's guys on the committee or they're sending him messages somehow that was an answer trying to cover for the committee because long story short these games this weekend didn't matter unless somebody upset somebody like richmond upset davidson on Sunday in the Atlantic 10, but these games didn't matter. And they had Tennessee as a three seed going into this thing, which was probably right. You can make a case that they were a two seed going into the tournament. I thought they were probably where they needed to be, but I think it was solidified them as a two seed in my book uh, after beating Kentucky again, after winning the conference title, winning three games in a row, like Davey said, in dominant fashion. And to just dismiss that, I mean, they basically, Texas A&M, same boat. It didn't matter what they did all weekend. Unless they won the tournament, they were not getting into the tournament, which is lazy to me. It's not right. I mean, these games should count just as much as any other. And I know Texas A&M had a losing streak in the seat in the middle of the season, but they're better than Michigan. And I think you all would agree with that. But I just, Better than Alabama. Better than Alabama. I just thought that – that answer was a non-answer. He got on there again with somebody else and said the same thing. He, he danced around it. He posted a video, and he's basically telling Tennessee people and other people to back off of him. And Reese Davis pushed him. You know, what does your metrics say? He never answered him because there is no metrics. His metrics are that's what the tournament committee is doing, and that's what the way it's going to be. And that's fine, but if that's the case, then why do we have conference tournaments? What is the point of them than to make money for the conference? Right. That's it. I mean, that's my. The only thing that I have to say is he just need he can just aggregate these nuts. I mean, <laughs> that. Uh, I, I, okay, let's just say Kentucky and Auburn are two seeds. Put us up next to Duke. They didn't win a conference championship. Our net was higher than theirs. Our quad would win, our quad one wins were higher than theirs. We had less quad one losses than they did. The only reason that Duke is in the two seed line is because they're Duke. Duke's 100%. Duke's strength of schedule was sixty six. Tennessee's was four. Yeah, I mean that's another Ag one. Aggregate these nuts. So my and Reese Davis made it had a good question. You know, they – and I – the guys on Vol Basketball Fever said this, and he's right. You, uh, the difference between a two and a three seed is what jersey color they wear. But it's not about that. It's about 
who they play before that. So you're talking about Tennessee's playing a 14 seed in Longwood, which I don't think we'll have any problem with. They're not, I mean, I know they won their conference, but they're not, they're in the Big South, which isn't very good. I'll, I'll um, touch on that in a minute. Gotcha. I've, looked, I've done some research on them. And then we, we could play either Michigan or Colorado State, which I think Tennessee's better than those two teams. But it's, you know, think about that. We're, we're either going to play a six or an 11 seed if we beat Longwood, where, I don't think I don't think we should have been a two seed ahead of Villanova, but if you look at Duke, we're going to play. They could play uh, Cal State Fullerton, which is, should be a cakewalk. Davidson and Michigan State. I don't know that. I want nothing of Michigan State. I, I would want seed, nothing no, of them. No so, you know, you could make the case that that it doesn't matter, and it doesn't. But it's about who you play leading up to that. It's about getting the the regular season. And the tournaments are about positioning yourself in any sport that goes tournaments to make yourself the easiest path possible to get to the championship. And it's like Tennessee's – it didn't matter what they did because they were set in stone. I mean, he kept referring at one point to Tennessee losing to Villanova and that Tennessee tied for second in the SEC – Kentucky tied for second in the SEC, and what does that yeah. Villanova game have to do with anything? That was four months ago, and I don't right. think anybody was trying to say we were better than Villanova because absolutely I not us ahead of Villanova. They punked us, but again, that's the third game of the season, and nobody knew what was coming yet. I mean, if we were that team, we wouldn't even be in the tournament, but we're not. Totally different team now. What do you think about it about Lenardi, Gavin? He's a clown. Um, <laughs> secondly, uh, I think it was more than the jerseys when you get to the regionals. I think it was more about placing Duke in South Carolina to play their games. So oh, they that have was all definitely. the support. That's, that's all the thing was. And I think that clown should just come out and say, hey, I had a peep at the bracket. This is what it is. I don't know how to justify it other than the fact that they're setting this one up to look like we're teeing it up for Coach K for his last yeah. dance. But see, I think and he's wasn't, a clown, too. Wasn't he's a clown. Coach, he's going to go home a loser. Wasn't that's Duke, what he is. Wasn't Duke and Coach K kind of upset that they're not going to be in Chicago because that's where Coach K was born and raised? I mean, I don't this care. is a coach – it, it's coach all K about Coach K. Suck it. I mean, I, I that's why that. I, I said on last week's show, I laughed when North Carolina beat them at, at Cameron Indoor a couple Saturdays yeah, ago. I laughed. Perfect. I was sitting on my couch. I, could, I couldn't breathe. My side was hurting. Um, by God, I laughed. I mean, and he was so pissed off. He came out and scolded the fans. Be quiet. Be quiet. This was unacceptable. Um, <laughs> Just like his coaching career. <laughs> I mean, you got to get – he is one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah, he's a good coach. Great team. I mean, he's one of the greatest coaches ever. He's the same school. I can get a butt ton of wins. He won five championships – or did he win five championships? Five, yes. yes. Five. And when was the last one? Uh, 80s? I do not know. The 80. No, he won one not that long ago. I mean, God. I just – I thought he's that was – I mean, Michigan getting over Texas A&M was a fraud, even though even over like Dayton and some of those other teams, just total fraud. But I thought A&M, especially because of the conference they played in, but A&M got hosed. Uh, they got hosed big say, time. Lenardi was preaching 
that Kentucky could get a one seed if they won the tournament, but we couldn't move up to a two when we won the tournament and beat that Kentucky team that was going to win. That's what I – I mean, that right there, let you know, he's a clown. College game day on Saturday spent five minutes talking about how if Kentucky beat Tennessee, they would move up to a one seed. But then they turn around the next day and say, well, it didn't matter what Tennessee did. They weren't moving up yeah. from a three to a two. Why not? And they never – that's the thing. If they would have given me some solid answers, I would have said, okay, I can I can dig that. This justifies. The numbers justify. But they never did because there, there's no there's no facts, there's no numbers there. that can justify it. I bet Lenardi was pro-lockdown, Gavin. He was pro-mask. <laughs> I guarantee it. He's just like uh, who's the guy? Yeah, robot. Whoa, Bowling went robot on us there. Full robot. <laughs> Say robot that again. Yeah. Can you hear me? I think. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Who's the guy that does the NBA trades and everything? Woj. Woj. Yeah. He's the he's the college basketball Woj. Somebody just gives him his information. He looks like he's small. He's not – I don't think he's quite woke enough to make Clay Travis's woke bracket that he put out today, but he might be mm-hmm. trending that way. He, I bet he's a positive. Biden fan. Got to be. Huge Biden it. fan. Well, so Tennessee is – Tennessee's playing Longwood. So, uh, put the jokes <laughs> – a lot of jokes about the team we're playing, Longwood. Uh, I'm worried. I'm worried about them. Well, let's start. We'll start with you, Big Montana. Uh, I mean, Longwood's I, a 14 I, seed. Are you legitimately concerned that Longwood well, upsets Tennessee? You know, I've been watching Longwood for a long time. I mean, they're a big team, and you, know, you beat them up, you beat them down, and they'll just keep coming. I mean, they uh, they're a stout team. They, I mean, they could be hard. Jeez. They're a hard opponent so to prepare true. for. We'll have to make this episode explicit. <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, okay, Day Day Ball, you have we're some gonna, real statistics. We're going to beat the crap out of them. We're going to beat some real, Tell us a little – tell the listeners and tell us in general because all I have on – Longwood basketball as they became D1 in 2007, and their coach used to be a CFO at an oil and gas and energy company making 800 grand a year and somehow got into coaching where uh, he was at UMBC when they beat Virginia a couple years ago. Now he's yep. leading the Longwood Lancers to the NCAA tournament. He is. That, that's a cool story and everything we don't want to hear as a ball. But um, so we have common opponents this year we have presbyterian and we have south carolina upstate presbyterian game for them and I'm, i get it it each game is its own presbyterian they won 71 to 70 tennessee against presbyterian 86 44 south carolina upstate they played them twice they won 85-72 and 79-70. Tennessee beat Upstate 96-52. So, that's the caliber of, like, that's their wheelhouse right there. And we're beating those teams by 
we're doubling them up basically. So they beat yeah. Upstate by 12 or 15 or whatever I said. I don't even remember what it was. So we should cover the spread. Should. There shouldn't be any worry. You go out, play basketball, you're going to win. They shoot the ball well. We defend well. So I mean, they, they got hammered. Play, play game. They got, I know they, they won their conference, obviously, but they got hammered by Abilene Christian by 18 or sorry, 16 back in December. They had a bunch of games postponed and canceled. The team I like that I honestly have going far, Iowa, they played them early in the year, 106 to 73. Yeah. Um, they lost to uh, Georgetown, who's god awful. Yeah. 91 83 back in November. Um, like you said, Iowa, and um, I thought I read that they lost to Western Carolina. They did, 64-53. I must have skipped over that one, but, um, I mean, give them credit. They won their conference. I mean, they beat, yeah. Win- they beat Winthrop by 21 a couple Sundays They're ago. similar. I mean, they have some – I don't know, their, of course, their games. I don't know what Albany Christian is. and But, you know, they have these losses, and then all of a sudden just a plethora of wins one loss in between and wins again so i mean it's very similar to us they match teams yeah. up pretty well i think the ncaa does that on purpose and, and they they I mean, beat they beat winthrop who uh former vol dj burns plays for oh yeah i forgot about him yep, he's, he's uh, still there no way he's still there i think he is wow. i think he won player of the year this year if i'm not mistaken in the big i think they're in the big south Gavin, uh, Gavin's going to be my producer here and look that up to fact check me. Gotcha. He's like oh, the guy. He's like yeah, y'all he's are like there. the guys on CNN. DJ Burns, he likes to burn them. That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, our I think fact we checks, both our opinions. Sorry, Continue. we both we all agree that Tennessee's going to be uh, the Longwood Lancers on yeah. Thursday, two forty-five. I don't. I didn't look to see what channel it's on. CBS. Um, CBS. Oh wow. <laughs> We're on the we're on the main network. If you've got if you don't have cable TV or stream and you've still got the antennas on your TV, you can watch you, the balls. You can watch the balls on Thursday. Um and I think, you know, we're either gonna play Colorado State or Michigan. I, I just I see a lot of people picking Michigan and they're even favored. I just don't see any way that Michigan wins. They've had a wild season uh, coach being gone they're not very good um I was gonna say, I, i've watched them a few times they're not not a good team i haven't looked ahead to colorado good players here and there but not a good team yeah you know, i haven't looked ahead to colorado state i knew they were a fringe tournament team um so that won't be a, a cakewalk but i think tennessee should beat them um, said they have a guy like grant williams down low but that's all they got i mean We'll talk about the Vols here. Do you think they advance to the round of 16? I do. Gavin. Yes, sir. Big Montana. Final four team, baby. I'm calling it wow. right now. Well, don't jump ahead here. Don't jump hey, ahead. Final, final four. <laughs> so, um, we've all got Tennessee probably playing Villanova. We'll get to that here in a minute. But what – NCAA tournament's coming up. I don't want to go through the whole bracket. There's too many games. A lot of them don't yeah. matter. Is there a game or two that you all have looked on the bracket that intrigues you or you're interested in watching? Murray State, Kentucky. I like that one. So you're saying Murray State beats 
Um, San Francisco. San Francisco, and then beats Kentucky in the round of 32. I think they can. Or faces each other. I'm sorry. I, I think Murray State can't. I think Kentucky still gets gets them and loses to Purdue. But What about yeah. uh, Gavin? You got any games that intrigue you this, this weekend? I think Murray State's going to beat Kentucky. And, uh, yeah, because I hate those losers. Um, <laughs> and I, th- I think that uh, LSU – Where are they? Are they're in Indianapolis, so they're going to spend even more money during the energy crisis it's to go to rough. Indy. It's rough. Uh, I think LSU kind of makes a run without a coach. I think they'll be no, interesting. Really? I think, I think Iowa State See, I, trashes them. I do. I picked – I did not pick LSU because I have this thing in, in when you pick bowl games – if the coach is fired or leaves and goes somewhere else and they play a bowl game, steer clear, do not pick them because most of the time they don't play well. And I'm kind of using that theory with this. We'll see how it works out. I think LSU's better than um gosh, who are they playing? Iowa State. Iowa State. State. But I've watched, um why well, I've watched a lot of them. I I have. They're a pretty good team. <laughs> But, I mean, they uh, are. I mean, they've they've been they've got a solid program. But I know they're uh, eleven, but they they play well together. How about that? Big Montana. Any game that intrigues you in the first couple rounds? Uh, I like. Um, so I've got Purdue playing Kentucky with Purdue moving on in the uh, East bracket, and then I think that um, I, I've got Baylor playing Purdue. I guess in the Elite Eight. Um, and I've got Baylor moving on. I think that's going to be a great basketball game. Uh, I'm curious to see what Auburn does. I've got Auburn playing Kansas. Um, oh, you got them that far. No, I've they were them. losing way before that. Go ahead. I got Sorry. them losing to USC. They're just playing some bad basketball. Yeah, their guard play is horrific. Continue. Uh-huh. I'm just, I'm just letting you know what my picks are, guys. Damn, pick I'm on me. Sorry, <laughs> I will pick you apart. <clears throat> that's why Gavin's uh, here. Um, it's my job. Who do I like? Uh, I think that uh, I got uh, Gonzaga and Arkansas playing each other uh, in the West. I think that's going to be um, uh, Gonzaga's first real test. I think um, that's going to be one of the top five teams they've played this year. You mean Boise State or Memphis State won't give them a test? Honestly, <laughs> I think Memphis – if anybody's going to beat them before the championship game, it'll be Memphis. It's a hot take, I know. Whoa. Whoa. Hot take. Whoa. I feel – I mean, I can see it. I mean, so that got... lets you know who I have in the championship game, okay? You, I mean, same. Um, I, I, I really think there's – I think that every route um, to the Final Four is pretty favorable for the one and two seeds. Um, if not a three, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I got Duke playing Texas tech. Um, and I do have Duke winning. Um, but, uh, you know, Duke Gonzaga too, if that, if that happens, that'll be interesting. Um, so a game I've got, and then we'll get into the final, our final four picks. Um, this is a first round game on Friday, four thirty TBS, Texas, Virginia tech. I think that could be an interesting game. Um, I'm going to be in Greenville, South Carolina, um, for the 
tournament on Friday. And so first game of the day is Auburn, Jacksonville State. Then we've got USC, Miami at 310. And then later that night, I get to see Coach K, Gavin. Loser. 710, Duke versus Cal State Fullerton. And then the night cap at 940 is Michigan State-Davidson, which could be an interesting game. That was my other game I wanted to throw out there. Um, but looking looking on into the tournament, I've got Duke winning their first two, but then losing to Texas Tech in the Sweet 16. I think they find a way, although they are struggling right now. They're not playing great. But I think they get through those first two, but I don't think there's any way that they beat Texas Tech in a Sweet 16. I got Duke I, going out to Michigan State. I have. Uh, I can see that though. I have Duke going out to Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see it. either one of those. I mean, they lost to Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just know my brother-in-law was. He's a big. He's a spoiler alert. He's a Duke grad. Huge Duke fan. He was not happy Saturday night. My I sister. My sister texted me and said. I wish you could hear him right now. It was bad. Like, <laughs> it was bad. They are not – he was – he's like, we suck right now. Tennessee's better than us. He was like, right. y'all are going to get a – y'all are going to get a two-seed over us, and then it didn't happen. And he was like, I think y'all got robbed. I mean, that's – Duke's not playing great right now. This is not the time of year you want to be limping into tournament ball. And they can turn it mm-hmm. around, but um, I don't see them going any further than the Sweet 16. And if they do, there's no way they beat Gonzaga. There's absolutely no way. But yeah. I don't think there's any way they beat Texas Tech, but you all right. I'm, they could lose to Davidson or Michigan State. I'm sad the championship from last year has to be a Final Four game. Yeah. Because those two teams are phenomenal. So, I'll, I'll start first. I'll tell you who I've got in the Final Four. Now, this isn't my final bracket. This is a preliminary bracket. Um, in the West, I have – Oh, shoot, I've lost my page here. I have Texas Tech taking down Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. Nice. Um, In the East, I have Purdue taking down – I can't remember if I've got Baylor going to the Elite Eight or somebody else. I really struggled between St. Mary's and UCLA in the round of 32, that four or five possible matchup. Um, I don't think Baylor yeah, has any problem with play. with North Carolina or Marquette. Um, over in the Midwest, I'm uh, pretty sure I've got Kansas coming out of there, beating Wisconsin in the um, in the Elite Eight. I think I got Auburn going to the Sweet 16, but losing to Wisconsin. Now it gets down to the to the big bracket, the South bracket, where the Volunteers are located. Um, I've got Arizona and Tennessee playing in the Elite Eight. I've gone back and forth about this. I've prayed about it. I've meditated. <laughs> about it. I've meditated. Uh, I've. I just. I'm going with Arizona, and I. But I could see Tennessee winning that game. Um, it's a rematch of a game in De- from December when Tennessee beat Arizona in Thompson Bowling. But uh, I've got Arizona a one seed coming out of the South, Kansas, a one seed coming out of the Midwest, Purdue, a three seed coming out of the East, and Texas Tech, a three seed coming out of the West. So we'll start with Day-Day, Vol, Davey. What's your final four look like? I think we know okay. one already. Yep, got Gonzaga, whatever they're in, the West. 
I've got Baylor coming out of the East, and this is where it gets spicy. I've got Iowa coming out of the Midwest, and this is a total heart pick. I got Tennessee. Head pick would be Arizona, and that's my final four, but it's Tennessee right now. So you've got Gonzaga, Iowa, Tennessee, and who? Uh, Baylor. Baylor. All right. Gavin, what do you got? <laughs> uh, my final four, I have uh, Gonzaga coming out of the West. I have Murray State coming out of the East. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that yeah, smile. <laughs> it's tragic. Uh, the South, I got Tennessee. And then uh, the Midwest, I have Kansas. All right. Big Montana, who you got? The West, I have Gonzaga. Uh, the East, I have Baylor. Uh, I also have the Big Orange in the South. And I've got Kansas in the Midwest. So three of us have Kansas. Me, Big Montana, Gavin. Um Two, Davey has Baylor. Big Montana has Baylor. We all – you all three have Gonzaga. I do not. I had Texas Tech. So, uh, we'll see. Um, so, final four is there. Who do you all have winning it? This is the first year that Gonzaga can get over the hump. Gavin. Vols, baby. Whoa. Vols. Well, we're going to keep this, and I will play hurt. it back if it happens. <laughs> I'm ready to get hurt. Well, I mean, uh, it's not that uh, far-fetched. I mean, it, it's not. look, it's not look at the betting odds. The betting odds say we're just – we're in the top ten chances to win this thing. Six best odds. Big Montana, you're last here. What do you got? Uh, I've got Kansas beating the Vols on a last-second uh, tap-in to end the game. And then I've got uh, Gonzaga beating Kansas in the championship game. All right. I've got Arizona beating Texas Tech. I don't know why I like Texas Tech so much. Um, but I've got Arizona beating Texas Tech in the national championship game. It's all those Chris Beard players that, you know, were brought in by him. And they, they play really good defense, so we'll see. Okay. I don't know. So, Davey's got Gonzaga, Gonzaga winning their, winning their first ever national title. Uh, Big Montana's got Gonzaga winning their first ever national title. I've got Arizona winning their first since 97. Mike Bibby, Miles Simon, mm, team beat, beat Kentucky. Um, I think it was Ron Mercer was on that Kentucky team. Um, and then Gavin. Got the big orange bringing it home to Knox, Knoxville. And I, I, that's not that out, out there of a pick. I mean, it's not with the way they're playing right now. I'm I had the emotional. balls in the title game at least. I'm too emotional. I just, I just, I had so, I went, I wanted to pick him. I want to. I just, I just can't. Yeah, my heart, my I just can't do it. Says Arizona's going to beat you in the rematch. And that game's going to be in San Antonio if they do get there. Um, but I just – Tennessee's got, like we said earlier in the show, they've got the makeup. They've got a good mix of veterans. They've got some great young talent. 
one guy's probably going to be drafted next year. I mean, they've got all the tools to make this thing happen. So don't be shocked if they get to the final four. But you will see this guy, big, I don't know, big Montana's going on, Davies going or Gavin. Negative niece will be in New Orleans. Luckily, I've got family there, so I got a place to crash. But if, if we get to the final four, I'm there. I That's might have to walk, you... but I'll be there. Oh, you're you're going. I'm dragging your butt there. We'll take one of those uh one of those Dixie Mafia drug buses down there. <laughs> we'll take the bus that I posted that video of Barnes, the uh, <laughs> prayer bus or whatever <laughs> that that New Market Mauler used to post. Um, but yeah, I mean. Tennessee goes to the Final Four. There's no price that's going to keep me from going. Gas prices, food, whatever. It doesn't matter. I will be there. But let's get through these first uh, couple weeks first. It's going to be intense. Yeah, so <laughs> Let's make sure we take care of business. It is going to be a long – if Tennessee wins this weekend, then that it, – it's going to be some – it's going to be a long couple weeks. I'll just say that. Um, let's intense. just say – they win and get to the Sweet 16. Unfortunately, I'll be in Florida, so I'll be watching from Disney with my phone. Yeah, yeah well, I, I, you know, I will not be going to San Antonio, but but the Vols are undefeated when I'm in Florida. Whatever sport we're playing, it's just the come home thing that is not good. Well, just go down there this weekend and then go Same. back next I, week if we get there. <laughs> why, <laughs> but why it's to come back. Why don't we'll take up a GoFundMe for Airbnb for you from about August until January twelfth? Let's here's here's my comeback homes, okay? Purdue Sweet Sixteen game, driving home. Okay, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Alabama basketball last year. Stop to watch that game. Not a good choice. Ole Miss football this previous year. So those are my three welcome back to Knoxville moments. Weren't you at the Ole Miss game with me? I was. He was yeah, but he I came. drove. Uh, that's I drove right. You, Twelve hours yeah. that day, ten hours, whatever it was. You, you still had your Mickey Mouse ears and stuff on. You kind of just <laughs> ran from the car. That picture, Big Montana. If you haven't seen it, go to his Twitter. He posted a picture of of Davey sitting. I guess it was at like halftime of some game, sitting in the yeah. floor of YY Eight. He was um, so upset. And also <laughs> – I didn't um, even know what game that was. Yeah, I don't know. I've got a picture. I've got a picture, shit. Davey. I don't know if it's your nephew or who it is, but there was some kid I took a picture of years ago in YY8, and he he's literally asleep in the stands laying that's on the ground. That's my nephew. <laughs> that's what <laughs> like I thought. Yeah. And that was just indicative of the Dooley era because that's when that yep. picture was taken. That was terrible. Sad. All right, we got to wrap this thing up. Time is short. Final thoughts. We'll start with my co-host, Gavin. Vols win the SEC title. You've got the Vols in the title game. What's your thoughts on this team going into the tournament? Um, Playing our best ball right now, and we're headed to the championship. Hard work pays off. Dreams do come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. (laughs) Rest in peace, Scott Hall. Big Montana, final thoughts. Hey, why not us? Why not today? That's just how I feel about it. And listen, you're not just YY8. You're YY8 for life. Hey, yo. Hey, Survey yo. time. Hey, yo. 
Survey time. Day Day Vol, final thoughts as we wrap this puppy up. Vols can win the conference championship of the hardest conference in the nation. They can win the Natty. What about um, after the game? I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago about how the players love Barnes. Man, that was that not awesome to see those guys was, after the game? Yeah. I mean, you they, don't get to they, see that emotion very often. You don't see that out of a lot of players, especially out on the court. But I, I can't – I'm trying to think, like – I mean, he was, like, kissing him. I mean, it was crazy. Like, those guys genuinely love each other. And it was, like, refreshing to see, I thought. But um, that's just – I love Rick Barnes. I, me and Big Montana were talking. I said, is he the third best coach in the history of Tennessee athletics? And I didn't – I, I kind of went back and forth on that. Fulmer did win a national title. But – and this is a topic for another show. But I just – I what he has done here is this – he built this program from nothing. I mean, it was at nothing when he came in. And here we are, contenders again for a national title or in the conversation. And finally, SEC champs. All right. We'll talk about that in another show. That's a good off-season Cut chat. The nets. Cutting the nets. Can the Vols do it again? We'll see over the next three weeks. We'll be back next week to talk. Hopefully the Vols win these two games this weekend and advance to go on. Appreciate everybody listening. You can find us on Twitter, at Section YY8, Facebook. Find us anywhere to go back and listen to other episodes. Find us on there. Leave us a good feedback, positive review, or bad review. I don't care. Leave something. Whatever. Just let us know you're listening. <laughs> Um, but we appreciate everybody listening and we'll see you guys next week on the section YY8 podcast wish that I was on a rocky top down in the Tennessee hill ain't no smoky smoke up on rocky top ain't no telephone bill once I had